The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terrina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terrina, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts tweeting me as an ordinary intelligent. I'd like to welcome those watching us on Ordinary Television and also those hearing us on the local voice on SoundCloud. Got Ian here this week. It's been it's been way too long. Crazy long. Yeah. Um four months? Yeah. Three months? Four, four months? Four months. Crazy. 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 Uh, and you just to get an update on you, uh my friend. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. How what what have you been doing over this uh, uh time frame? I've either been at my summer home up in Caseville, yeah, or I've been I've either been down in Lake Orion. It's been really, really hard to get a lot of information um, surrounding the blog and all that. You know what I mean? Just like writing opinion pieces and all that fun stuff. But yeah, but it's been it's been challenging. You know what I mean? We just we've had a lot of things go on. I mean, there's we've had a new <laughs> member in. We got two new girls basketball coaches. I want to talk more specifically. In the detail, why I think uh, one is the better hire than the other. Okay. I mean, and then of and then, course we got the MHA decision, which is the big elephant in the room, right? It's the big um, elephant in the room. I mean, COVID is still raging. The whole mess it's still raging. I mean, like, and um, people have asked me about my debate topics about Governor Gretchen Whitmer's plan. Um, why I think there's it, it it's risky. I mean, people, and I'm going to wait another day to talk about that. Because okay. <laughs> um, the one thing, the, the main thing is, like, the MHSA has come down with some guidance. They came down with some guidance. Right? Because this time of year, what are we usually looking at? We're looking practices at practices. full underway. Mm-hmm. Preview rep, shows. August is around the corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and all of a sudden now, there's a ton of uncertainty. Because of the fact that, you know, the cases have gone up in the state. Um, you have Whitmer saying... There's a possibility we go back to phase three. Um, yeah. Nobody and, and nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. I mean, so the MHA came down with four guy with with some guidelines. Um, yeah. They ended up deciding to keep the seasons as is, which is really interesting. Because last podcast I said was I would be in full support if they were to go switch to spring to fall. Yeah, switching sports, but. They're going to go with the – they're keeping it as the same. And I know MHA Executive President Mark Yule – Executive Director Mark Yule said um, that um, they looked at every single contingency plan, every single contingency, and the fact that this was the best option and that he was committed to have three sports, three seasons. Yeah. And I think, to me, that's the most interesting one, was he, his commitment to having three seasons, considering what happened – the spring sports, especially for the class of 2020. Um, yes. I know I know a lot of people blame there there people are gonna blame this virus, but I know there's people out there that blame Governor Gretchen Whitmer for doing the order. I mean, like that caused the MHA to cancel the season. Some will blame the MHA yeah. themselves. Yeah, and how do you no one's ever gone through this before. No. And it's easy to start to blame people because if you're upset, you get, you're trying to let you know. Because if you're impacted by something, you're always looking for someone to say, "Hey, right, it's your fault. This is all screwed right. up." Right? And I, I know mean, there's people that blame human Whitmer. Nature. Yes. I know there's they, people they blame that blame Whitmer. Her. They're talking about the president. I mean, they're blaming anybody and everything 
And they're blaming the virus, too. I mean, it's yeah. all over the place. It's all over the place. And, and I'm not going to, you know, politics is one thing. And, you know, what do you do? Especially when this whole thing started. You know, we didn't know what was going on. And the good thing is that you learn, you learn about the virus it. and what's going on, right? And then you modify things, Yeah, right? you modify things. But so, but I, there's but, no roadmap, dude. There is no, no but, instruction manual to go but, through, but in your especially mind, with high school sports. But in your mind, do you think Whitmer was right to cancel spring sports? Under the circumstances of the unknown, yes, absolutely. You think yes? My my daughter was directly impacted. I know your daughter was directly She lost impacted. the senior season not only on the field um, and track, but she lost it in school. I know. And everything and, and that's that goes thing, with that's it. That's the thing that hurts. It's gonna, it hurts. I mean, like, and now you're talking about the possibility of, return, of returning to school in the fall. I mean, like, and that's you even don't an know. Unknown. That's even an unknown. I mean, like, I mean, in the L Cares podcast, you and my, you know, I talked about, yeah. I mean, like, there are consequences to online learning. There is severe consequences. Yeah. Why I am not, I'll be honest with you, I am not on board with online learning. It, it's its tough on a kid's mindset. You know, it's tough on them mentally. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah. Online learning has been in place. Um, I don't know if the listeners know, but you know, I, I worked at the Waterford School District for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and we over there, I shouldn't say we, I'm not there anymore, but the Waterford has had online learning as other Mm -hmm. school districts have for quite some time. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're talking decade, over a decade. And they had success with it. But like, you're right. It really depends on the individual. Mm -hmm. And it's usually at the high school level, right? So you have some maturity there. It's a decision the students is is making to do the online learning. My son's going to be a freshman at Lake Orion High School in the fall. Um, if <laughs> I, I I'm waiting to see what happens, but I am if the online learning is similar to what we got at the end of the school year, and I know that is was thrown together. They're doing the best they can. It was modified over time, and it did improve, but it was not good. No. I didn't like it, and we're hoping. I'm hoping. That that online learning has become more rigorous and it will uh, benefit the students and that sort of thing. I and my wife and I are having the discussion. I'm leaning towards sending him back to school because I trust my son to wear the gloves, disinfect, wear and his that's mask, the thing and all we that have stuff. To look at you. You gotta trust your son or daughter. You gotta trust. Them. Well, you you can, and but I can't say I trust right. his buddy. Right. You know because all kids are different. And correct. You know, so there's so many moving and parts. And I know a lot of things have been going around the news lately, of course, especially what's happened over at down in Beverly Hills with um this one lady, um, a 15-year-old that um was a, a girl that was attending Groves, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, I don't know if you heard I didn't this, hear it, no. But, you know, a judge denied. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, a judge denied her case there. I mean. That. That case insane. is crazy. That's crazy. To, to throw somebody in um, mm-hmm. uh, juvenile detention, right? And to me, that's and that and, and that, even after intervention from her teachers and yes. saying, "Hey, you know what? We had other people doing this too. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? What's the deal?" I don't know the the specifics, so I don't want to but speak I'm not in absolutes. Going there. I'm not going there. We can't, um, we can't go there. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you look at, of course, the possibility of going back to phase three, which is online learning, and and they and, and according to Whitmer's plan, she says that no athletics can happen. Now, this is where I disagree with Whitmer. And I know 
I know you might. Yeah, you might we're be not. Weary. Yeah, we're not going to agree. We're not going to agree on no. this, but I, go, the, I think you know if, if I think you know you can have lower sports. You know, you can you can think about it. you have people running. You know what I mean? You have people running. Yeah, people basically yes, feel like that. But you have to look at the grand. It's not just, mm-hmm. and we we talked about this just beforehand, and um, like we're basically, <laughs> I am. You know, we are in agreement that hey, what sports could potentially be done mm-hmm. at at every level, right? Absolutely. Which ones? And we talked about the um, the the categorization from the MHSAA of mm-hmm. a high risk sport, medium moderate risk, risk, moderate and, and low, low, and Back then, I didn't agree with all those. Like so, just so everybody knows, we're talking about football is high risk. Football is high risk because you're close contact, you're heavy breathing, you're on top of each other, you're sweating on top of each other, you're piling up, all right? Um, and not only that, you, you're bundling up and you're close proximity to others on the sidelines and all that. Lacrosse is a similar thing. It's contact. Boys so lacrosse, boys, boys especially, cross, right? And is that considered moderate or high? They considered it high risk, and according to the NFHS guidelines, they considered it high. Uh, I don't know basketball why. was considered. This is where you and me really, really debate. Moderate. It's considered moderate. How? How? It's pretty simple. I've read studies. So were they gonna? So were they gonna have like women's lacrosse where you have the halo around where you can't get close? I go. Basketball is a contact sport. No, it's not. It's you not. don't drop the ball in the low post and and belly up. I mean, like here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. You can get away with it. Basketball, you can get away with it, you know. So you have to modify the rules. Don't touch me. That's going to be tough to do. It, I I just see it as high risk. I see it as low. Oof. I mean, like, but that's just between me. Yeah, and I know, I know, but that's what makes it fun. Yeah, that's, that's what makes it fun. <laughs> I see basketball as low risk. You see, I it as see high it as risk. high. I mean, you're sweating on somebody. Yeah, you can shoot threes all day long, mm-hmm. but people get in your face or touching you. It's it's there. You're on the bench together and mm-hmm. so on. Um, what was the other one? Oh, cross country. Cross country. That's a low risk sport, that's, even though I'm concerned about the start. Yes, but also you have. Um, I was just talking. I can't remember who I was talking this with, but you go cross country. Um, yes, the start. Right, mm-hmm. you got like 120 people crammed in boxes, mm-hmm. and they're right on top of each other. Uh, the gun goes. Usually, the cream separates from the rest, and you have a peloton running. You know, a group running. Right. That's that's high risk. Because you're he- risk, heavy yes. breathing on top of each other, so but then when they all break up and everything, you know what I mean. That's, but but really there's start- but you know there's pack running, right? Right. So that's the diff- but I was going hey cross country would be the easiest to modify, right? Yeah, cross country because you could say here's here's your team ready. Just like uh, what are some of the sports? Um, got like golf. Like, well, golf I'm is just easy. saying like the Baja Five, uh, Baja right. One Thousand or whatever. You say go, you run. You right. give them ten minutes. Go. I mean, you could technically do that with cross country. You You're could. running as a team, and everybody's on the same clock. Yeah, and I think you know what I mean. You could do yeah, staggered you starts. Could do staggered couldn't starts. You? Yeah, you could definitely do uh, it. So if you do staggered starts, then it makes it safer. Your yeah. team is usually sequestered mm-hmm. together. You're tested together. You're you know right. And so then you, you look at other sports like I think that would work. Like baseball, softball. I consider that those low risk. Yeah, baseball. Absolutely. Social, you get social distance easily. Correct. And then the sport that you and I. It's track and field. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, field events are deemed, you know. Those should be low risk. Those should be low in, risk, In my yeah. opinion, yeah. yeah. We agree. And then, um, you know, you're running. You know, you're running. You know what I mean? If you if you think about it, if you split the lanes up, you go like, you go one, three, five, seven. You know, you can do that, you, you know. You could it, do that. I said, but with track and field, how many kids do you usually have, at least on the high school level, 
not to say the middle school level, because usually the middle school level, the numbers are quite high, yeah. right? They're much higher. But let's say high school. Each team could have potentially 100 kids. That's guys and girls. Mm-hmm. So there's 200 for one team. You got another 200? Right. And you think about regional form. And where are you at? Where do where you, you stay, at? right? You'd have to yeah. separate the teams, mm-hmm. call them in one by one. It could happen. It's a, but still the whole, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> so now let's look at Yol's, um. Let's look at the MHA um, guidelines. They're gonna yeah. Say, what are we looking at? They're what? gonna keep the sports the same, but and they have four contingencies. The first one is um, the first one is to keep everything the float, everything the same. Now this is, has to happen if Michigan is like in phase, in if, if you're in phase four, four if you're in you phase four, sports, you can correct? do sports. Yes, phase five, you could definitely do sports, and and then. The other one here, but I got concerns, you know what I mean? Not surrounding the OAA, but there are other leagues where you're, and you look at Whitmer's map, you know, you look at a league like the Ottawa Kent that has 60 schools and basically are in two different regions, two and three. Yeah. And then you look at Saginaw Valley and say, okay, you look at that league and you have your Genesee and Lapeer counties are in the Detroit region, whereas everybody else is in the Saginaw region, and Mount Pleasant is in the Grand Rapids region. So, to me, yeah. I don't know in the how how that's going to lead to some problems. All of this is going to lead to problems. I and, know everything's going to lead to problems, and it's. It, I, I don't envy those who are making these decisions, you know, mm-hmm. having to come up with some sort of solution or compromise. Um, I mean, a lot of the argument to, to have sports and what are we worried about is, you know, technically the high school age students that are participating in sports are the least, I'm doing this in quotes, everybody, yeah. least likely to be infected or impacted if they have it. Right. Um, but they can be carriers, right? They and then can they be can carriers. Do, but this go, I mean, it's so deep. Um, we could be here for months talking about or debating this, mm-hmm. but I see, I hear what you're saying. So you you have other leagues that are bleeding over into different zones of opening, Open, you know yeah. that sort of thing. And you, look at the OAA. The OAA really is only just in the Detroit Southeast market. Michigan. Yeah, they're yeah, only yeah. in the Detroit market. That's all in the Detroit region. That's the you know, and I think that's the beauty. You know, like you look at of course the MAC. You know, the MAC they have the they do have. Everybody based regionally, you know what yeah. I mean? They're still regionally as well. Yeah. So, so what do you do? And and when you get into, let's say it happens, you get into some games like, um, what are the ones like 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 Orient football is scheduled to play? What at Wayne State? Correct. Wayne State against them. Yeah. Can that even be a thing? I, I, I can't, don't know. I can't see that happen. Or Oxford Romeo, you know what I mean? You got or you got um, you know, like actually traveling down into Detroit to to play a game, and when it's it's a I don't. I would no, not. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's, it's tough. I wouldn't do it. It's difficult. You we haven't I mean? even talked about fans. We haven't even talked fans yet. You know what I mean? We haven't even talked to fans. Um. Now, before this whole stoppage, yeah. The MHA. I mean, like I noticed in boys and girls basketball districts, um, they were gonna do a plan where they weren't gonna allow. They're probably gonna allow closest family support staff. Yeah. You know and. For um, football, you know what I mean? They're, I mean, like for football, you know, I think it's 100 fans. I don't know. Well, 
what are uh, the rules for large group uh, gatherings, right? I, I mean, mean, it, it right, changes. Yeah, it, it changes. It, 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 var- to, it varies. Yeah, especially outside. I mean, it varies. You know, outside. You know, if you have outside sports right now, they're much more safer to do than the inside. Yes, absolutely. Because you know, and then this comes down to a sport. You know, in the fall, there's two sports in the fall that could be severely impacted, and that is girls swimming and dive yes. and volleyball. Yeah, because not only yeah, you forget about swimming. You go, well, you're in a pool. I said, mm-hmm. but it's you're in a heavily air uh, circulated air yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have the right equipment circulating that air or mm-hmm. venting it, then whatever comes in there stays in there and just kind right. of fest, the, right? Right, and that fe- and you know. you're right on top of each other. Mm-hmm. You're close. Right, you're you're expelling uh, saliva and spit and sweat into the pool, pool. itself. Chlorine, does it kill it? I don't know. I don't you know. know. We, and, don't, we still don't know a lot. Yeah. It's, but being outside looks to be the yeah. more safer option. Yeah. And I've noticed what that. What were we talking golf, right? Yeah, golf is low risk. I, I, Heck, tennis, I didn't even golf for the first time on Saturday. Did you? Yeah, I played a couple weeks ago, when they uh, about two weeks after they opened it up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a month ago. I don't know. It's all blurring mm-hmm. together. But golf could work, right? You, you found out how to be separated, yeah. and it's... That could be managed. Golf can absolutely work. I mean, golf can absolutely work. I thought tennis. Tennis, tennis could, could work. work. I mean, tennis could work. Um, maybe if you do outdoor volleyball, I don't know. <laughs> but it's just yeah. But I can see why football is deemed high risk. And well, it, wrestling and too wrestling is high too risk. Is, I think out of every sport that's deemed the highest risk right now, it would be wrestling. Yeah. Because and, of the physical contact. And I can share a, a personal story. My nephew is a high school wrestler down in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And his sparring partner um, was asymptomatic. Oh, God. And now my nephew is uh, in two weeks quarantine waiting to see what happens after his test. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still waiting to see if he tested positive and is asymptomatic as well. So, Right. Yeah, it's what do you do? And a lot of the thing that I'm surprised too, at least out of state, is they actually have camps going on, sports mm-hmm. camps. Like they're going away. I think he was down in Memphis for a sports his wrestling. I've noticed camp. a lot of teams are starting to do these AAU camps, basically down in Indiana, down in um, down in Ohio. Well, I mean, like, is you it know, because their uh, restrictions are less than Michigan? I think the restrictions are much more or less than they are in Michigan. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> And that's the thing. I mean, we're, it's, this is the Wild West, dude. That's it's, what it's, it is. It's like different rules, different things. It's this uh, ambiguous thing that's spinning around, and we're trying to make sense of it. They're trying to make sense of it. It's what makes this difficult. It, it's that it's And, you know, I think what's going to help me out, the sense of normalcy coming up, you have to start a baseball this week. Yeah. Hockey starts next week. Basketball. NBA yeah, on the pro side, the things. pro side, yeah. Things, I'm curious you know. to see how uh, Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. but doesn't foot uh, NFL sound like a just a train That's wreck? A disaster waiting to happen. I'm telling you that right now, um, because they're not going to have any preseason games. Um, and how are you going to evaluate the rookies? And the, how are you going to evaluate everybody? <laughs> the free agents and stuff. I mean, how are you going to evaluate them? I and mean, only they—they they had the longest time to uh, prepare for this. Yeah, they've been down for a long time. Yeah, I mean, like, and all of a sudden now, well, you know who's getting it right? NHL. Well, uh yes. NHL. And if uh, what about the NBA? Yeah, they're they got in, it right. They're, they're in, in that bubble. bubble. They're in a bubble. And it's they said no one has tested positive in that bubble. Uh, 
what was it, since they've been in there. Right. Everybody's been clean. I'm like, okay, let's okay, get on with let's it. Let's get play. on with it. Let's play. Let's play. You know, I think the NHL's gotten it right. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm really happy to have at least have some hockey all Here's a funny watch. thing, too. But um, so with the NHL, I got a question. So I heard something on local sports radio about college hockey. And a guy from uh, was it Northern Michigan mm-hmm. called in. He's a he's a player, and he says we're we're expected to go to training camp. I think it's this Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whatever is this Saturday. Today's the twenty second. Right. So, um, and he said the problem is some of his teammates are in Sweden, oh, and there is boy. no travel, so oh, they can't boy. get back. So, and the NHL did did when they called the timeout to the season. Did they say stay where you are, go nowhere, or did some people go home? I and there's home. how many European players are in the NHL? Oh boy, truckload. Oh boy, right? Can they get back? That's the question, right? So, big question. NHL's been you know doing a decent job, but you go, but you have an international participant. That's gonna be hard. That's gonna be hard to do. Um, <laughs> now when you look at these young kids, you know, young athletes. These young student athletes, people are gonna say, "Well, um, okay, if my state's not gonna have a sports this season, then I could go somewhere else. You know what I mean? And at least go to a place and play right away. Yeah. That's what they're gonna do. Yes, but would you go out of state? What are the rules for transferring? Would it harm you anyway? That's the question. Should you just shut down the season? I heard some people saying, "Hey, my son's gonna be a sophomore in high school." Mm-hmm. Um, high-level athlete, and they're thinking of, well, what if we just didn't go to school? We took a year off. And you look at players. And then come back and extend your high school career mm-hmm. one extra year age-wise, right? Here's the thing, though. That could be – here's a question for you. You look at – let's say if fall sports were to go back into 2021. Yeah. You have players like, perfect example, Donovan Edwards, Rocco Spindler. Oh, yeah. Garrett Gillinger. Um, that they might want to enroll in college early. That's a possibility. Yes, uh, but what would you? Well, yeah, especially if I you're know not, a lot of coaches have been really upset about that. Especially if you haven't, if you're not going to have a fall season, right? If you're not going to play in the fall. But but if you also if you enroll early though, and this is still going on, could you lose a season? You know, it, you know. That's a question I don't know. <laughs> Well, you we and me s- don't know. That. Well, we saw the recategorizations of some uh, college guys, you know, like the top level uh, high school guys, mm-hmm. like on Michigan State basketball or whatever. They're talking about re- going to, uh, you know, moving up a yeah, year I heard about and that. all that kind of stuff. It's like, why move up? Is it just to play or to avoid the COVID? I heard about that. Of course, um, I speaking of that, I mean, I want to go from this topic to another topic here. Um, sure. Did you hear about this new Ypsilanti Lincoln yes. Academy? I am I, as disturbed soon as, about this. So as soon as that was announced, I thought of you, dude. I heard, I am I heard you furious. ringing in my ears. I am furious because it is. There's one away guy that's gone, <laughs> and that is Jaden Atkins, who oh. is um, who's leaving Farmington to go play for this new prep school. It's like. It's completely it's completely cherry picking top players. It's cherry picking top players. And how is that possible? And, I mean, and, people are gonna say also, you know, I mean, we also heard about Fletcher Lawyer leaving yes. Clarkson and going to Indiana. So Yeah, the family that was a family move. That was a family move. I know deep detail about that. I'm not gonna go into okay. it. I'll probably talk I, to I, you about this in <laughs> private. 
I figure you would have something. I'd rather talk to you about this in private. That's cool. Um, about that, but I know. Um, but lawyer, that was, was surprised. I wasn't surprised. You weren't. You. No, really, because I knew we had family in Indiana. Um, I knew that um the family tree. Um, it's it's very interesting to see what happens with the Clarkson basketball team. Yeah, now. yeah. But I think you know when you look at Clarkson heading into this upcoming winter, um, they're going to be more dangerous. I think you're going to be more dangerous without lawyer. Without lawyer. And a lot of people look at Keegan with Silk. Um, July twenty second, twenty twenty, and Sammy says Clarkson's going to be more be dangerous. Getting more dangerous without without lawyer, lawyer, because wow, you know you got with Silic there. You got um, I really like the de- development of Mike DePillo, um, quarterback at Clarkston. Okay, also plays par forward, but a guy by the name of Luke Schurler. I'm really high on this kid. He's going to basically replace Matt Nicholson in the starting mm. lineup. Um, but. <laughs> Clarkson's going to be a team I think that could do some damage you know what I mean like am I do I think are they going to be the top dog in the red right now if I had to rank teams right now early yeah we're yeah it would probably be North Farmington right now in the red right now and they didn't lose anybody to and this new Lincoln new. Academy no they didn't lose anybody so right now I probably would say North Farmington right okay. now West Bloomfield's right there in the mix um Clarkson will be in the conversation and that's just the red. Okay. Um, Do you want to circle back around to this Lincoln Academy thing? Yeah, let's Let, let's it, let's at least explain it to those listening that don't know what we're talking about. It, it, it's we've gone we've had a lot of cool shows where we talked about um, recruiting and mm-hmm. uh, kids, you know, players suspended or mm-hmm. held out and all that kind of stuff because of this sort of thing. Right. So tell everybody what we're you're actually talking about in, in, in well, Lincoln. Well, apparently. Apparently, I don't want to talk about Amani Bates' daddy, but he created a prep academy. <laughs> yeah, the family, Infl- the family, and Amani Bates is who plays it plays in playing Lincoln, one of the best, one of the best players, players in the state, Midwest, and possibly, possibly nation, right? At his uh, grade level, right? right? So, um, and I think to me that's the um. So they're starting their own schools for right. him to. Remove himself from the pub or from uh, Link Ipsy Link and the Rail right. Splitters. Moving right. over to their own personal academy. Right. It's not affiliated with the MHA. Um, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. It's not affiliated with the MHA. So they don't fall into the same rules. No falling in the same rules. Um, basically means um, but they're gonna play games like out of state just for them to sh- get national exposure. That's what it is. And to me, I think it's a selfish move. Isn't it kind of like the uh, the academies down in Florida and? Uh, like they IMG, have them out in New York. Yes. Spire. Isn't it the same thing? Yeah, very similar. I mean, IMG, Spire, um, pretty similar. And they're going to dissolve the academy as soon as Imani goes to college? I think so. It's I really so, think so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, it is. It's ridiculous. And for him, I don't think he needs any no, he exposure. Doesn't. No, he doesn't. And I know. Everybody knows who he and is. And one player decided to leave. Now, Jaden Nick yeah, left that's... Farmington. He's leaving Farmington to go to play for this academy. Now it's going to put Farmington in a really bad spot because they got a tough schedule, and of course, you know, they are in the red division. Yeah, and yeah, that's not good. So the this academy thing directly impacts absolutely a team in the it OA directs, red. It directs, yeah, it impacts Farmington. Yeah, I mean, but Farmington they got a guy in Tariq Humes. Um, you know, I think that I think he's going to need to step up his game now that now that Atkins is gone. Um. But for Farmington, <laughs> it's going to be a challenge for them. I, it's I heard that and I laughed. Yeah, 
you well, know, and I I didn't I didn't even think of the OAA being impacted. It was by Atkins. Mm-hmm. Do you but, do you think? Let's say this this trend in people starting their own schools and academies. Do you think this could drain talent from? Let me put you in this picture you, last year. I, no, you don't think so. No. Because it's so unique. It's it's, it's I, unique. at least I hope it's unique. I don't want to see a slew of these things popping up. I just don't think you know what I mean that I just think that it's like this, an AAU, is, but you have this, homework. This is an AAU. This is like a basic AAU type of move. I mean Couldn't that impact their eligibility or college absolutely eligibility? It could. Because it could impact them because um it it, it should impact them. Because academic NCAA it's and not, academics makes me laugh. Right. <laughs> but they still have requirements to get they in. They still have requirements, yes. They still got requirements, obviously. Yeah. It's so weird how... It's so weird how so, four, for six months has changed everything. Oh, everything. The whole landscape. Like, in, we're talking about, like, let's say, ACT, SATs. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these schools are, are dumping all that, right? It's weird, And you yeah. used to have a you know, minimum, minimum as an athlete to get yeah. in. Yeah, they get in, yeah. And now you're going... <laughs> Wild West. It's Wild West. It's basically it is right now. Basically what it is. Oh, right I now. wish I had a whip sound. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. uh I don't know if I have one. Uh. But um I was, I want to break in some uh. girls basketball coaches, uh. um new coaches. Um Yeah, yeah. I talked yeah. about this in my last There's podcast. There's real news there happening is? in the OAA as, yes. as we've been shut down, so yes. I'm glad some um, real news. Girl Groves named um Groves named the new head coach. Um, Antoine Simpkins is the new head coach. Okay. Where Groves takes over for Jessica Weasler. Um, and then the, and then the other one is at Troy. Um, Julius Porter. Um, rings a bell if you're a Clarkston. Um, if you're from Clarkston, um, he takes over the girls' gig for Simon Botto. Um, and when you look at the 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 um coaching, um, Simpkins takes over. He comes over from River Rouge. River Rouge went eight, went eighteen in them, two, um, won a um, regional title on their Simpkins. Um, but then, um, so you look at Groves' situation, how that unfolded. Um, it's really interesting how Groves is, um, how Groves made this hire. I mean, now on the Troy side of things, of course, they named Porter their head coach. Um, I was talking to some some. Some people within the Troy um, organization about the Porter hire. Yeah. I mean, like you know, you look at, of course, Troy's going to have a lot of experience coming back. Um, everything starts, of course. You have Kendall Zider there. You have um, Charlotte Sabaka, Alyssa Mantuza. Um, you got Kayla Rutledge, um, and of course Lauren Gum and Kaylin Knight. Um, those are going to be some key players for Troy that Porter will rely upon. Now, the big loss for Troy this year was they lost Athena Sampson. Of course, she's now going to be in. She's going to be playing college hoops. Mm. Um, so when you look at, when I look at, and I look at the other hire with Groves, I think that, you know, when you look at Groves, they're in the red. Um, I, it kind of got me really interesting with Groves was because, um, because I read an article by um, by hometown life's Colin Gay, and he said that um. You know, and I look at a comment from Tom Flynn, the athletic director at Groves. He said, quote, Coach Shimpkins brings us a wealth of knowledge in the world of basketball from past experiences as a high school head coach and experiences 
at a high level in the AU circuit. And, you know, and it's really interesting, you know. And he also says, I believe he's going to be a great fit for our program and to give in the and to get the best for our kids to compete in the red. He gives us the best chance to compete with some of the best teams in the state. So when I look at this hire, I said, okay, it is a good hire because he has a proven experience, proven track record. You got players coming back led by Caitlin Quinn, Rachel Sample, Desi McCurdy, Lauren Middlebrooks, Peyton Blanfield, Ayanna Brady Robinson, and Alyssa Durrell all returned. But you do lose a key player in Ellie Rupert, who is gone, um, who graduated. He'll be playing volleyball in South Carolina. But when I look at comparing these two hires, yeah, I really think Troy got the best hire here. Be- and people are going to say, and people around girls are going to say, what, what, why not us? Here's why. <laughs> I will give it to you straight up. Um, on Groves, you're going to be in the red division. Well, you're going to have to deal with the likes of Clarkston, West Bloomfield, Royal Oak, and Southfield Arts and Tech. Now, Arts and Tech is not going to be the same team they were no. last year. Totally new look. Totally new look. So when you look at Groves' side. Their coach still around? I don't know. That was the They were 10 and 11. Last year, growth was 10 and 11 last year. And I know you're going to change your style out to more run and gun approach. I've seen how Simpkins coaches. Um, now the reason why I think now this is the big, big, big one program strengths. Program strength is really important because your, your varsity program can be good, but your JV and freshman programs have to be there. Yeah, yeah. And when I look at where Troy's at, Troy, I can trust their junior varsity program. I can trust their freshman program. I mean, right now, when you look at program strength, Troy's the better job because, and I think right now, Troy is in a better position to win because they're in the white division and there's a, there's a good chance they can win that division because you, they got experience back. And I really think when you look at Troy, you know, I really think, and you have a coach in Porter who coaches based on structure. And let's not forget, you have the Dan Fife effect over there. Yeah. Um. So when you look at it on a base of who got the better hire here, to me, it's no, it's a no-brainer. It's Troy because of because of experience and program strength. Groves has experience. I know they toughened up their non-conference, but when I look at you want to be a championship team right now. Right now, Troy's got the, Troy's got a better chance of that because of the fact that they're um that they have enough experience. They have enough girls there that have been through the wars. Now, yes, Troy's got a had has had a Utica problem, but on the growth side of things, you're still going to have not only deal with Birmingham Mary most likely in your district, but possibly Royal Oak, yeah, um, West Bloomfield maybe. I mean, like. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you had to grade your top a coaching hire right oh, now, geez. who would you grade it? This is not my f- – you know this. You throw those at me. I don't know enough about this to even comment. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll ride your coattails, and I'll go with your suggestion. With Troy? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I'll be honest with you. I like the Troy hire. I like Julius Porter. I mean, he's a good man. He's a good guy. He's a good coach, too. I really like the hire that um Troy had. I mean, like, I'm Troy's athletic director, Shane Hines, made. Um, 
you know, when you look at um when you look at this hire, I mean, like Porter brings a lot of experience. He brings a lot of um. The only thing I'm concerned about is, you know, I'm curious to see how he's going to do with this lineup. You know, if you're looking at with Troy now on the growth side of things, of course, you're going to more of a run and gun approach, basically with Simpkins. I don't he when I saw him at River Rouge, oh at um yeah at River Rouge, he really did not run a lot of sets. He's more of a run and gun type of guy now. Right. He's going to have more players at Groves than he had at River Rouge. But I think for me, my concern with him is program strength. And you look at, I know he, he, did, he had a very successful run at AAU with the Michigan Storm. But when I look at Porter's system, he learned from the best at Clarkston. So to me, to me, when you look at the eyeball test right now, when I look at the hires, even though Simpkins has the girls' basketball coaching experiences, Porter's going to show you these, and that's the two rinks that he had at Clarkston. <laughs> so that's going to be my, um, even though it's on the boys' side of things, but I think, but I think Porter can adjust well. Mm. Um, now, you know, adjusting from the boys' and girls' game can be a little bit of a challenge. Yes. But, but we've seen how it can be done successfully well, and how it can't be done successfully. A good coach mm-hmm. is a good coach. That's true. Right? It's motivation. I mean, X's and O's travel, but mm-hmm. the – what really pushes teams over the the top is motivation and you know cohesion and unity that sort of thing. We've seen great great teams with a lot of skill without unity and cohesion just fizzle up and go away. And it kind of helps when you have experience. You know what I mean on your side. You know when you bring when you when you have an experienced team coming back. Um, on Troy's case, you know now I'm not knocking on Groves's case because Groves does have some experience back as well. I mean, they're not a one-trick team besides Rupert, but they got some players that can play as well. When you look at, of course, um, you know, with, with who they've got. I mean, like, but Grove's in a really tough spot when you're playing in the red, and then when you look at Troy's spot being in the white. I mean, like, Troy right now, to me, has a better chance of winning a league title. Mm. Um, now, the MHA has not released their districts as of yet, um, and I think a lot of that's been going on, what's been going on. Um, but if, let's say if Troy were to be placed in a district with Utica and if Groves was in a district with Birmingham, Marion again, um, I think, you know, Groves would have a much tougher time playing against a team like Birmingham, Marion. Of course, um, I know Mary Cicerone's team really, really well, um, well-coached team, um, really good coach. Um, and then on the Troy side, they have not beaten Utica in the last two years. Ah. And. You know, and I know Tom McDonald, what he's done with that team. Of course, they've had – Groves, the Troy's had a big problem how to stop Lena Ray, um, their point guard over there. I mean, like, so when I look at – both these teams have a lot to prove. But when you look at coaching hires, you know what I mean? When you look at – I would trust – both these guys have been through the wars. They've been proven winners. But if I had to trust somebody right now um, that can get my team on the top – early on in year one, yeah. it's Julius Porter's. I mean, like, no offense to Antoine, Antoine Simpkins, but I would trust Julius Porter be, considering where his team is at, and I think they got enough experience that can do significant damage. When do uh, basketball teams report for fall? I think. Isn't that coming up? For fall? Or don't they? Don't they basketball's basketballs? been doing basketball's been. I know I've I've noticed with boys basketball. I've noticed they've been doing some outdoor workouts. Are they okay? Well, that's smart. That's really smart. Yeah, weather's mm-hmm. been 
Uh, mm-hmm. But good. I know that there's been several um, teams that have um, outdoor basketball um, basketball hoops. Of course, um, I know um, Oxford. They have mm-hmm. a court at them. They have a court at the elementary schools. Because I know we're. I mean, we're getting into the fall sports, and they're mm-hmm. the next one over. But we always have. Is, are there any? openings or anything that's just kind of that needs to be tied up on the OA there side hasn't of things. been any we know like last year we had some teams that had no coaches up until right and I mean it was the, very oh, very like, the late. only one I could think of is Avondale and the girls side but I have not heard anything okay. from athletic director I'm um, Keith Gust on it he just followed me on Facebook recently um we didn't talk much about the um coaching hire yet okay. I mean like um because I don't know if um because I know that there's been s- it's been some things going around surrounding that program. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on is the okay. Avondale girls coaching situation. I have not heard anything from the boys situation. Okay. I mean, I know I mean, right so now, far it looks like everything is kind of lining in. Like, I mean, we had a lot of drama last summer with right. coaching changes Correct. and hires and fires immediately. Correct. And, I, and mean, I, I think with the boys situation, I think with crazy. the boys situation right now, I've never seen an off season. You know what I mean? Where, it's been smooth, you know what yeah. I mean. Everything's been smooth, even though we're right now living in uncertain time right now. But everything's been everything on the boys' side of things has been smooth. On the girls' side of things, of course, um, we know about the two coaching hires. I mean, like, um, but we're still keeping on the Avondale. Yeah, and we had, and what was it last summer? We always had uh, shuffling of some players late in the season. And, Correct. Um, or late in the summer, and now, you mm-hmm. know, we haven't really heard anything. It's. It's just so weird. <laughs> it's weird. Well, this whole thing's been weird. I know, I know. But then we didn't talk about, I know we talked a little bit about Ferndale University coming in. Yeah, um, yeah, let, let, share with everybody. That's well, something that course, was just mentioned. Well, of course, Ferndale University was, is a, is a, um, was added into the league um, for, um, but I, as I said on the Yellow Cares podcast, I mean, like, they're not going to give you any football incentive because they are in the, um, because they have a co-op with Ferndale. Okay. So, but in a basketball standpoint, I mean, they're going to be in the lower division, the blue, oh no, the gold, in the gold division with, um, you know, and I think it's a, that should be a good place for them, or, you know, both their teams. I mean, like. Um, Do you think that was a good ad? To be honest with you, no. Here's why. Yes, Ferndale University does does bring some sense, you know. It, it's because an Oakland of Ferndale, County yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because of Ferndale and all that. But, I didn't realize they had a tie-in together, like a. But you know, if it's a good move for the South Southern schools, I'll live with it. But you look at the possibility for me, um, personally, um, I still think you know, I still think there are three schools near I sixty nine that could fit this league. Okay. And the reason why I say this is because, the reason why I say this is because, you know, they're going to give you football credibility. They're gonna give you, they're gonna give you proven championship pedigree because where this whole league has been going, it's been it's gonna be football's gonna be the one that decides everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if so, you, who are the three? Lapierre, oh, Grand Blank, Davison. Now I know for the Southern schools, they can say, wait a minute here, that's gonna be a hike. It'll be a hike for you. Yeah. But when I look at it from a football perspective. Those three schools make the most sense because because they're going to give you football proven credibility and of course I've heard Grand Blank's going to get field upgrades. Um, I know um, 
and especially if you look at it, um, and you look at school enrollment, you know, you look yeah. at school enrollment, the biggest, the three, the big three in Northern Oakland County are right now are Lake Orion, Clarkston, Oxford. Those are the three, you know, and you look at Lapeer, Davis and Grand Blanc, they can compete with those three schools. You yeah. know, I know people complain about enrollment. People complain about it, but to me, I think those three schools make the most sense because you look at, of course, a school like Grand Blanc, who's a basketball power. You look at Lapeer, of course, they can rival that of Lake Orion and Oxford. Yeah. Um, and then Davison, of course, same thing. I mean, like, so to me, you know, I Are know. Are they looking to move? I've been hearing rumblings. And, you know, I've been hearing rumblings. I've been hearing rumblings. So I'm not. I can't confirm, but I, mean, I can. Um, but I can't. Especially from the size of those districts and the history mm-hmm. of those districts, right? Even though they're not in Oakland, even though they're not in Oakland County, but I really think the OA should follow, in my opinion, the MAC model, basically, because you have teams in the MAC. You have St. Clair County, you have Macomb County, yeah, some parts of Wayne County, some parts of Oakland County. I mean, it's more geographic. It's more geographically set. set yeah. You know what I mean? It would make more sense, and I know. Recently, NFHS guidelines say that, you know, they recommend you to place teams really close to your area. You know what I mean? And for me, basically, Oakland County, it can be really hard, especially for when you go from Oxford to Ferndale, you know what I mean? Or Ferndale well, to it, Oxford. Or, you know, it's, it can be challenging. Isn't that what kind of blew up the KLAA? Yeah, that's what kind of blew it up. I mean, you know they, what I mean? Were all, they were from here to yeah, that's what blew Wayne. Up the, I mean, it was all over the map. That's what Out blew it up. Pink, yeah. Pinkney was yeah. involved in that. That's what blew it up. I mean, like, so. Too, too big. That's what I'm, you know, and just imagine the Ottawa-Kent conference. 60 schools. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. You know, think about How that. many divisions? Oh, I know in the Ottawa-Kent, I think there's eight. Um, I think in the uh, MAC, I think there are, um, in the MAC, there's red, white, blue, Gold, silver, bronze. Yikes! So that's six of the have max. To invent a new eight metal. In, yeah, <laughs> it it can be a challenge. You know what I mean? Uranium. Yeah. Or, I know. <laughs> but if what from, element are we going to name the divisions? There, there's your contest. Well, if we had to do, if we had to do divisions, you know what I mean? Lead. If we had to do. Let's say, let's say, if those three schools were to join, yeah, then you could do it: OA North, OA Central, OA South. Yeah, it could. It's pretty simple. You know what I mean? It's pretty simple. You know, you can regionalize. You know what I mean? It makes it everything so, easier. So, uh, as it sits, that would be an odd number, correct? Correct. We would have twenty-five, but you know, but then I mean, that's been done before. It's been done right? before. Absolutely, it can be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it can be done before. I mean, twenty-five schools. You know what I mean? Like you only one time, I believe, had thirty-two schools. Wow. You know, so I think when you look at when you look at the possibility of expansion. To me, you know what I mean? If you want to bring competition, especially the big three schools like Lake Orion, Oxford, and um, Clarkson, mm. bring those teams from the I-69 area, you know what I mean? Because for them, Lapeer's a short trip for Lake Orion, Oxford. Um, Grand Blanc is a short trip for Clarkson. Yeah. And um, Davison also short trip. So I, I mean, know Grand Blanc is doable for a lot of the teams just absolutely. sitting around here I mean, in Lapeer, North Oak. I mean, Lapeer and Berkeley play each other in soccer. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, so yeah. to me, you know, I mean, it'll be a very interesting experience. I know traffic can be pretty hectic. Uh, spe- yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially if you're going on I-75. Oh, man. 
or maybe going You'd up on 24. You have to leave Wednesday to get to the Friday game. <laughs> yeah, but I think. Well, southbound's usually wide open. Not really. Southbound's not? On not, 75, not everybody's really. head north. Yeah, not really. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think it could work because. Um, could be. I think it could work because because um, I know people are going to complain to me about the travel and the hike and all that, but come on. Let's say if you're if those three schools, they play in a Saginaw Valley where you have to go to Mount Pleasant. Yeah, no. Nah. That's not fun. Or Midland, Midland Dow. That's not fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you think about it, if you're those three schools and you want you think about it, if you go and play at Farmington or at um or at um Ferndale, you know what I mean? And it might be one game. It might right? be one game. The long there'll be one game travel. Because wouldn't you see, how would you see the makeup? Wouldn't you say like Lake Orion, Oxford, Davison? Davison I mean, you would, like you yeah, said, the north, the, right? Yeah, the north. Yeah, yeah I could, I, I would divide it into north, central, south. You know what I mean? I think that would be really interesting how the format is. Um, I think it would be really interesting. And and I know you talk about football because football's king, and that's usually the this, this, this cider and some of this mm-hmm. stuff. I go, but. If you look at those teams too, the other basketball, the schools one. with the with the teams they have, they're competitive all across the way. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, I mean, can you imagine having them in and for track? Yeah, Grand Blank. Yeah, Grand Blank, scary. Absolutely. I mean, we see them at regionals, and mm-hmm. they, they are, are scary. Good. They are scary. Top to bottom, good. And yeah. I think when you look at them, you know, let's say I know people complain like you know, in enrollment unfair. You know, what I mean unfair. You know what I mean. You look at the new playoff format in football. You know, let's say if Ferndale were to have to play, um, let's say oh. if with, if these if these three teams come in, let's say if Ferndale played Lapeer, or um, you know, you're still going to get points based on playing them. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I, you know, it's going to be. I think it's going to be. It would be really that'd interesting. That'd be interesting. Um, that's one to track, right? That's one to keep an <laughs> eye on. But that's something to look at because I really think that um, the more teams. And probably and it expands your influence in the state of Michigan, obviously. And I really believe that, you know, the OA needs to um, expand its influence. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, but having good competition also helps. We've seen sure. that, right? When it you can. have you have leagues that aren't necessarily strong top of bot top of, to bottom, you have like right. a top heavy team or top two or right. whatever, right? And, and what it ultimately gives teams ha- competition. You know what I mean? Basically, it gives it's teams not, competition. It's not a string of cupcakes. No. And then you get in the postseason, you go, oh, reality hits you, bang, you're mm-hmm. done, right? So that's what um, that's what would be really interesting. That that's All been right. a really good discussion topic. Yeah, uh, make sure you share everybody. It's been a while since we've been on, right? So share mm-hmm. everybody where your podcast or your uh, article can be found. Your My blog. article can be found at Sammy Semicolon and hopefully we're gonna you're gonna start sending me your updated ones and we'll post those at yep, orientontv.org yep. on our news feed. Yep, I will do that. Yep, I will start doing that. Of course, you will get my opinion pieces on that. Yep. Um, basically, because uh, we'd love to get back to normalcy and having we have your, to get back to normalcy. We have our to. Webpage. It's been really, really <laughs> difficult. You know what I mean? And we don't know what's gonna happen. We really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. If they're gonna move, if the MHC is gonna keep the seasons afloat. I mean, at regular. Start everything on time, or if they're going to have to move everything back. I mean, like Has we there, don't know what's going to happen. And we haven't heard any discussion of modifying schedules to say, okay, if we have to drop a game, here's a you know, because we've we're hearing like the Big Ten saying it's going to be a league only thing. Yeah. We're gonna, you know, we haven't heard yet if you're going to just 
stop we the crossovers, just play in the OAA. Right. And maybe there's not a league champion, but maybe we can at least get a season going. We can going. get a season going, maybe some playoffs. You can know you what I mean? get seven games in? Seven games, maybe some playoffs. You know what I mean? I really think that – I really think because the spirit of competition, you know what I mean, brings the best out of everybody, and it brings everybody. Yeah. And one thing also that is very vital, let's say if there's like – if you're going to have a games with no fans and all that – Stations like ONTV can be very vital. Uh, yeah, up here we're we're ready to go, and mm-hmm. the games we've been streaming games live uh, with the Lake Orion High School video program for the last three years. Mm-hmm. I know it does cost something, right? But, uh, but it may, can be very, very I, it, vital, and it can be done quickly, and people can see the games. So any home game and a lot of road games can be covered pretty easily, right? And and I'm glad you bring up the technology side of things, or at least broadcast things. Um, I don't want to hijack your your thought there, but the benefit I'm not going to say benefit, but one of the positives out of this whole COVID mess is that uh, organizations like ours, like ONTV, we're utilizing new technologies that we we never really dabbled in before, like Zoom and GoToMeeting and all these other mm-hmm. uh, live streaming webcam type things, and we're modifying them to how can we get information like this shows like this or games or different things like that out to the community. And over the last three months, that's all we've been working on is trying to fiddle to make sure that. Mm -hmm. So like say this podcast or let's say a game, we can have people webcam in, we can have people do a variety of things. So it, it really will enhance your show. Mm -hmm. Right. I hope. Yeah. And we can have interviewers and people calling in and doing interviews with us or zooming in and we could see them. Or if something happens, you go home, we could rig something up, you know, where we can continue on to give information I out. agree. You know, so that's that's been a positive out of a negative, and it could translate to games. I mean, and this is where, I, this is where of course, you know, you look at stations like like One TV, OCTV, yeah. Independence, you know what I mean? West Media Blue Network Fury, of Waterford, Media right? Media Network of Waterford, you know, yeah. all of it really, really vital. We're, we're all set up. CMN to, even, too. CMN, yeah. It, all those uh, North Oakland County, you know, these guys, uh, those stations are designed to give you games. And if you look at it, we're pretty darn close to having full coverage of the OAA. That's good. You know, on the east side, it might be a little difficult mm-hmm. difficult to get them because the stations are structured right. differently. Right. But the school districts are set up that they do do these games. And that's and, good. And it's that's good. That's really good. I mean, so, that's, that's, that's the most vital thing right now. But yeah. I think a lot of people, we need healing. We need We need healing. Yeah, a little bit of normalcy in mm-hmm. life, and it helps with sports. I, I, I mm-hmm. but deep down in your gut, what do you? Are you? I know we're kind of optimistic, but I got this little thing in the back of my mind going, eh, "This may not happen," or it's going to be stutter. Are you gonna be moved later in the year, either later in the year, or we're going to start it up, and things going to happen. They're going to shut it down. We'll come back in two weeks, and then we'll play another couple games, or. You'd do something like you play, uh, let's say, I keep going back to football. Let's say, I know, and it's not ideal because you need healing. Football's going to be really hard because. Do a Wednesday game, do a Sunday game. I don't know. Would they cram the season into, because the health and safety of the players is key, and that's a lot of money on the body, but it's like, try to get them done as fast as possible. You think about this. If you start the seasons in winter, you know, if you go in the winter and you go into, um, and you go into um, and you have to end it here in July. You know what I mean? Think about this. Then you're going to be going into back right in the fall with the start of official football season. Yeah. That's going to be really. See, I can't see football being flopped. It just can't because uh, and the argument for the college side 
is is same for high school is the punishment on these kids physically but that's going to have to unfortunately be the Gonna, um, well, I could see it stretching it out until July. Let's say you got baseball and other things. Mm-hmm. Maybe track can be revitalized in the July. Back. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, that can work. That could work, obviously. Um, but let's say, bleh. let's say, and, that, and that's <laughs> the fourth contingency for the MHA because, um, you know, and when you look at it, of course, starting the winter season up, you have November, December, January, February, starting off in um, starting off in March. You know, March, April, May, and then um, yeah. June and July. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> So, a lot to yeah. think about. Yeah. All right. What's your final thoughts, Ian? Um, final thoughts, I don't know. Um, I'm still on the fence The uh, if this is going to happen. Um, I'm encouraged that they're at least talking about it, and they're working through it. So um, We're going to see what happens. <laughs> um, I just hope this whole, uh, give me a vaccine, man. Let's go. I would expect one, I would say, by the end of the year. End of the year? Guaranteed. Ooh, he's guaranteeing it. Guaranteed. Yeah, man, I hope so. And then it might be a couple months to figure out who's going to get what. Can they manufacture quick enough? But yeah, I think you know we'll see. All right, now everyone signing off here. Um, you know, it's nice to have you back. Oh, I, I can't tell you how happy I am to be able to do this again. It, mm-hmm. is, it was weird. I kept trying to get you to call in and trying to do other things to get you going, but it was just so difficult. But now, hey, uh, we're in. Yep. All right, now signing off here, everybody. Take care, and I'm see you real soon, everybody. See you, Sam. Is produced by Sammy Termino. The views on the show are his and his alone. I get to say that again. It's been so long. You like to make your own podcast? Give Owen TV a call at 248-393-1060. We'll see you next week. See ya.